You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Governments around the world open investigations into the Panama Papers, and the news organization that published them hints that there's much more to come. U.S. State Department passport and visa databases appear to be vulnerable, but so far there seems no evidence of actual compromise. Turkish citizenship or residency data have been posted online. Israel braces for Thursday's annual anonymous cyber action on behalf of the Palestinian cause. And there's another guilty plea in the Silk Road case. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, April 5th, 2016. The Panama Papers, leaked either by an insider or by an external hacker, no one is quite sure yet, although most speculation centers on an inside whistleblower, suggests that Panamanian law firm Masek Fonseca had ties to some 215,000 offshore shell companies. 14,153 names have been linked to the law firm and those shell companies. The general consensus is that their activities were aimed at evading taxes and hiding wealth. The law firm denies any wrongdoing, and indeed it remains unclear which, if any, laws were broken. But the optics, as they say, are very bad indeed. Several governments, including those of Australia, Austria, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Sweden, and the United States, have opened formal investigations. As the leaks work their way through the global press, Iceland's government seems to face particular difficulties. The country's prime minister, the finance minister, and its interior minister have all been mentioned in the leaked documents. International soccer is also getting a black eye from the leaks, with FIFA officials and high-profile players appearing connected to various tax evasion schemes. No prominent Americans appear to be named in the leaked documents, but as the New York Times reports, this may say more about U.S. laws governing formation of shell companies than it does about a culture of rectitude. Americans, an economist with the Tax Justice Network, told Fusion, don't really need to go to Panama. Whatever the outcome of ongoing legal investigations prove to be, the incident should serve as another cautionary tale about the importance and difficulty of securing sensitive information. All law firms, whether shady or sunny, should take note. And another thing to note, Sadeutsche Zeitung, which broke the story, said yesterday, in effect, you ain't seen nothing yet. There are more leaks to come. Because Sadeutsche Zeitung commented that more leaks were on the way in response to a question about why there seemed to be no prominent Americans among Masak Fonseca clients, there's general speculation that such names will appear in a subsequent tranche of data. In the meantime, a Russian government spokesman dismisses the affair as an artifact of U.S.-driven Putinophobia. 
This Thursday, April 7th, will mark the Anonymous Collective's annual day of cyber protest against Israel on behalf of Palestinian interests. These operations have tended to fizzle in the past, but sites likely to be hit are working on their precautions. Internal audits have determined that a U.S. State Department database with information on more than 290 million passports, 184 million visas, and 25 million U.S. citizens living abroad is vulnerable to compromise. Sources say the vulnerabilities have not yet been addressed, but the State Department says there's no evidence of actual compromise. There is, however, plenty of evidence that one or more Turkish government databases have leaked as names, addresses, and identification numbers of more than 49 million Turkish citizens have been posted online. The worst case is that this is a compromise of the National Citizenship Database. A somewhat better case is that the information is a compendium of residency databases already leaked some time ago. Investigation is underway. Google issued its monthly patches yesterday. Eight critical vulnerabilities were addressed, among them a fix for a bug being exploited in the wild to root Nexus 5 phones. Zimperium discovered the issue and privately disclosed it to Google on March 15th of this year. In industry news, Dell SecureWorks is preparing for an initial public offering later this month. Investment analysts rate the prospects of the spin-off as shaky. Revenue has been disappointing and there are doubts about the company's ability to stand on its own. IBM continues to lay off workers. Operations in Canada, Europe, and Australia are affected by this round, but more layoffs are also expected in the U.S. Analysts believe the final tally may reach 14,000 lost jobs in the current fiscal year. Palo Alto expands its partnership with other cybersecurity companies. As recorded Future and ProtectWise both join Palo Alto Network's technology partner program. Palo Alto and PwC's cybersecurity and privacy practice have also announced their intent to jointly develop a new security architecture for their customers. A Bitdefender study suggests that the greatly expanded attack surface the smart home presents may make the IoT, at least over the near term, a significant consumer security headache. As observers continue to worry about this, we spoke with industrial control system security experts from Defense about threats to manufacturing processes. Yoni Showit is CEO at Skateoffense. In the past few years, these networks are becoming more and more connected to external environments and it exposes them to new cyber threats. I think the challenges that are facing Skata are unique, not because of vulnerabilities or zero days that exist inside uh, specific devices or specific protocols, but more about a general problem that these networks, because they were isolated for so many years, they're far behind what we see today as common best practices inside the IT world. There might be ongoing attacks that we're just not aware of because some of the companies and most of the companies do not have today the proper monitoring and detection capabilities installed inside their environment. Skate Offense's website is skateoffense.com. Finally, here's another Silk Road guilty plea. Dr. Clue, a.k.a. Brian Farrell, told the feds before copying his plea, you're not going to find much of a bigger fish than me. Mr. Farrell was Silk Road's 2.0 sysadmin, which is more than krill, to be sure. The big fish will receive up to eight years in a federal tank. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler the leader in cloud security. 
Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust Plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And I'm joined once again by Marcus Roshecker. He's from the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. They're one of our academic and research partners. Marcus, from a legal perspective, what are the standards that courts look to for cases involving cybersecurity? So it's really going to depend on the sector that we're talking about uh, for its particular case. Um, if we're talking, for example, about the financial sector, courts uh, have the opportunity to look at some legislation that's out there, like the Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act, or uh, PCI standards when it comes to payment card industry data security standards. So there will be some established standards um, that courts will look to and apply to a case that they're, that they're adjudicating. Similarly, if we're talking about the healthcare industry, courts will look to HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability Act, or the new high-tech law. But the tricky part is really when we're talking about run-of-the-mill negligence claims. A company will get sued for a data breach. Uh, the customer sue that company, uh, claiming that company was negligent and not protecting their data. And then the question becomes, well, what is the standard of care that a court will look to to try to decide this case? Um, and that's really problematic because if we're not dealing with an, with an industry where we have established a standards of care, um, then the court will, will have to look somewhere else. One area where uh, legal experts are thinking courts may go is to look to the NIST cybersecurity framework as establishing a set standard of care by which companies and or other organizations should be acting when it comes to protecting their networks. The NIST cybersecurity framework uh, is, is a natural direction for the courts to look because of the way that the NIST framework was established. You had thousands of experts from the government, from the private sector, from academia come together and really agree to a common set of existing standards, guidelines, and best practices in terms of what organizations should be doing to uh, protect their networks. So it's really a natural direction for courts to go to, to try to decide on a standard of care by which a company that uh, suffered data, data breach should be judged. Marcus Roshecker, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. 
Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. Mm-hmm.